Welcome back to another episode of Hyper Heroes here on Hyper RPG. It's kind of a light week, surprisingly. Every week that we come in here, I know. Well, you know why? We're suffering right now. Yeah, this beer well, is terrible. Okay, we got two things to address. First of all, I just realized, not this weekend, but next weekend, New York Comic Con. Yes. That's probably why we. it's a bit of a light week in terms of like superhero mm-hmm. movie projects yes, news. Second thing we have to address, <laughs> we're drinking some shit beer right now. Yeah, ice cubes uh, in our cups. Just you don't yeah, do that. You don't do that. Forgive us our trespass. We had to yeah. uh, put some ice in some warm room temp beer to just get it terrible, going. Terrible, terrible beer. That's what happens, nice boys. Going. That's you know, yeah, ballers you know. on a budget. He's balling on a budget. Also, yeah, also, uh, you know. Never and, mind. And I won't call that out. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep. I'll keep that last note to myself. You mean about, you look like the king of England yeah, over here? You know, when you're, you're tall, very tall, you're very tall. <laughs> very tall. Very tall. Okay. Uh, I'm a tall glass of water. Yeah. Augustine and I are your loyal subjects. Yes, you are. The little brown people who serve you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can I still be honorary brown? Hector, Hector's emotions just exploded <laughs> yeah. inside, and then he. You just wrapped it all up. This beer is so bad. Yeah, this beer is really bad. <laughs> Hector, is... Hector came in and he was like, "Can I get some soju?" And I was yeah. like, "We ran out, baby." He's like. You got anything else? Okay. Hey, we have, uh, some room we have room temperature beer. Can I get some of that uh, soju? <laughs> you more of that soju? Y'all got some more of that beer? I just want to let you guys know that this Saturday, uh, starting at noon, we're going to be doing Hyperdrive Volume 5. We're going to have a full day from noon all the way till midnight. We're going to have a bunch of different RPGs. We're going to have our mm-hmm. Hypersketch show. Mm-hmm. But we are also going to be doing a live script reading of Roger Corman's un- officially unreleased uh, Fantastic Four. Uh, the only, the only, I guess the only thing that will spoil is that you're playing Dr. Doom. I'm still looking for a robot voice changer. I'm okay. hoping to find one tomorrow. Okay. Mm. All yeah. right. So I can right. actually have the Doom voice. Nice. Do you nice. have a Doom awesome. mask? No, I have a metal mask. It's like a like a calavera, like a Day of the Ooh. Dead kind of thing. Ooh. Do you have an MF Doom mask? No, a buddy of mine does. Oh, okay, cool. A buddy might, of mine I'm does. Might, but I'm, I'm asking I might try to get it. a Dr. Doom mask. See, see if you can get one for me. See if you can get one for me. See if I can get one. Yeah. Do you have any Hulk Hulk gloves that can spray paint red? Hey, yeah, <laughs> spray paint orange. Yeah, orange? yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I'm nice. sure we could do that. Yeah, yeah. why not? Um, but yeah, so we're doing that. That's gonna be starting at noon, going all the way till midnight. Uh, the live scripting will be starting at four. Gonna go, or sorry, gonna start at six. Uh, go till about eight p.m. So make sure you guys join us. Switch.tv slash HyperRPG. We've got a lot of special guests, a lot of fun stuff lined up for the whole day. If you watch yeah. them before, you know what to expect. If you time. can't make it, uh, no worries because it'll get ported over to YouTube the following weekend. Yeah. Um, with that out of the way, uh, also want to let you guys know that. Uh, because of Wonder Woman's lovely Blu-ray release, mm-hmm. I'm going to be giving away one copy of Wonder Woman on Blu-ray, uh, and I will let you know at the end of the show how you can potentially can win I that. So it? stay tuned. Can, I call it? can I have it? No. God damn it! You can, you can, you guys can come <laughs> over to my place and watch it in 3D though. Oh, that's right, huh? That's fine. I can watch it. In my let's place have a in movie 3D <laughs> and in 4K. Whatever. All right. Shut that's up, fine. Adam. <laughs> but let's let's get into the first topic. So, like I said, it was pretty pretty light week for superhero news. I think mostly because you're, like you're saying, it's New York Comic Con's coming up. Um, then we have Thor and Justice League are pretty much right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, in the next four weeks or so, I think yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. probably all be watching those movies. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's why it's really light right now. And then we have Star Wars after that. So uh, the first thing that we're going to talk about is uh, this very interesting tidbit from Danny Elfman. He was being uh, interviewed by Billboard.com, who was asking him uh, kind of about just sort of his his legacy in scoring movies and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And it got to the topic of Justice League. As we all know, he took over composing from Junkie XL, yeah. who had been working on these movies since Batman versus Superman. I think he had also kind of worked on in some capacity on Man of Steel, mm-hmm. um, assisting with uh, assisting Hans Zimmer with some music. Um, but this is interesting because Hans Zimmer, you know, he had been scoring these superhero movies pretty much since Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. He had done all the Christopher Nolan films, then he came in at Man of Steel. And now because of Zack Snyder's exit from the movie, 
Um, Junkie XL had taken over for Hans Zimmer. Junkie XL didn't want to necessarily do it unless Zach was doing it. Mm. So he sort of so he sort of stepped buddies. away from the project. Yeah, yeah. and then Joss Whedon brought uh, Danny Elfman on, which for me I love this because to me Danny Elfman like the original Batman scores that he did are awesome. Yeah, I point. love those. They're so so yeah. so cool. That theme influenced the animated series theme, which is then adapted in multiple mm-hmm, ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if you're talking like yeah. movie, like DC movies overall, mm-hmm. the three names for like brilliant scores have to be John Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Danny Elfman, mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer. Do you know what I mean? Th- that's sure. like the that's like the Trinity right there. It's like those yeah. three. I would almost put Hans composers. Zimmer. I would almost put. Well, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I would almost maybe put Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard into one. Sure. But I would say that Hans Zimmer as a solo composer did a lot more. Continuing to yeah, yeah. and then again worked on Batman v Superman yeah, and yeah. and Man of Steel mm-hmm. and so um yeah so if you're gonna pull somebody to, like as a replacement right you can do much worse than Danny <laughs> F and Elfman you know. know what I mean well he yeah. also did Brilliant. This, he also yeah. did the Flash theme a lot of people may forget this he did the Ooh. Flash theme to the 90s TV show John Wesley Shipp. That was a fun one. He created that one. That was a fun one. So it's cool. So it's cool to see him kind of stepping back into the DC universe. And of course, Spider-Man. And of course, exactly. Sam Raimi, Spider-Man. He did Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, But this is his first time being back in the DC world, I think, since Batman Returns, which is all the way in 1992. Mm -hmm. uh, 25 years. So that's a long time. Um, but one of the things that 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 he says, uh, he talks about the other things that he implemented into the movie is that I remember a long time ago we did a show where we were talking about the themes of these characters, the musical sure, themes, sure, and how Hans Zimmer had said that he was kind of trying to c- uh, create themes for each of these characters that would then sort of be used in future movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was before he left. Just this is before he decided to not do Justice League. Right. But he said that he had ideas for what Aquaman's theme would be, Flash's theme, Cyborg's theme. Yeah. All these characters. He obviously helped create the theme for Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Right. Um, but so Danny Elfman was saying that you know he found a way of obviously using the the Wonder Woman theme that Hans. Zimmer had created in Justice League, um, but he also talks about, which I thought was very interesting, he says, I instated a moment of the Wonder Woman theme that Hans Zimmer did for Batman versus Superman, but I also had two minutes where I had the pleasure of saying, let's do John Williams' Superman, and that for me was heaven, because now I have a melody to twist, and I'm using it in an actually very dark way, in a dark way. Uh, it's kind of the thing that some fans will notice, some won't. Uh, it's a moment where we're really not sure whose side he's on. So he kind of revealed multiple things that I think are very interesting. One of them being that... Kind of like huge spoilers, actually. Potentially. Yeah. And I know that there have been rumors on on the internet for quite a while that Superman is potentially going to come back. Maybe not necessarily as a bad guy, but he will come back in sort of a capacity where he's unsure as to who he is, what he is, what kind of a state, mental state he'll be in, we don't really know. Mm -hmm. Some people have been saying it's been sort of rumored that he may be... Uh, you know, not completely 100% evil, but he will kind of be unsure of himself and who he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but how do you guys feel about, one, that comment alone of Superman maybe coming back as some sort of a, a villain character or character mm-hmm. who's kind of confused as to who he is? In a and dark then, moment. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then also the moment of actually using that classic John Williams theme. What do you think, Augustine? Well, okay, so it's interesting. Um, I feel like this was major spoilers, first of all. Mm-hmm. If, if he's talking about using the Superman theme... Uh, uh, a composer like him doesn't really take things lightly. Like, he really knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And when he uses the Superman theme, to me, it's like, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like, I, it, I don't feel like it's a spoiler, but I feel like it's very, I mean, it's, it's excellent news mm-hmm. that he kind of is 
furthermore from the director is embodying what we have been saying this whole time where we need that old school Superman feeling. Back. Sure, sure. And having it in the theme is also very important. I know you guys pay much more attention than I do to the themes, but if it's something that even I can notice, like with well, movie you, scores but I mean, and like stuff, you're like a musical guy. That's, you well, know, yeah, you, you, I, I'm you're a, a musician. Very, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a musician. Part-time, I'm not a good musician, but I'm a musician. Um, <laughs> but music is a passion. It's, it's yeah. a passion yeah. of mine, absolutely. And it, But what I'm saying is like in movie score-wise, mm -hmm. like Hector, you listen to nothing but movie I scores. I do. That's basically mostly my iPod. Adam, you, you know? listen to basically 90%. I listen to Superman You know, you listen right to here. music scores, you listen to Metallica and Linkin Park. Yeah, and ACDC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah. there you go. I have like, a very interesting taste in music. Yeah. My, my the, the, if percentage wise, movie scores in my musical yeah. taste are like one percent. Like yeah. I it's, don't. It's Lord of the Rings. I, yeah, it's, it's Lord of the Rings. It's Lord of the Rings. It's Daft it. Punk. No, yeah. you don't even like Tron Legacy score. I, it's okay. And it you're a okay. huge Daft Punk. Yeah, fan. yeah that's it was okay. I, I'll listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that being said, when there are music scores that really get you, they get you, and that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> it's terrible. It's almost undrinkable beer. And that's what I'm hoping happens with these movies because yeah. when music is done right, it seems effortless. And, and when, when characters – I'm going to go back to Lord of the Rings because that's what I do. Yeah. Like every character had its own musical instrument. Like the hobbits had woodwinds. The yeah. elves had like these big trumpets, these – the, the – the, um, the orcs, orcs had drums. Had like drums and dirty trumpets. Yeah. And like the humans had um, – Actually, they had the trumpets. The dwarves had like more light, like light things. But mm -hmm. it's little things like that mm -hmm. that composers like Danny Elfman think about that make the score really, really great. And therefore, I think bringing this kind of talent to this caliber movie that can really use that kind of a talent sure. is is nothing but nothing but good news. I think, yeah. even you, though right. even, you know, even though it does kind of run into spoilery territory, sure. I yeah, think it's, it's good. It's been really interesting how. Warner Brothers and like DC Entertainment has been handling the promotion slash non-promotion of Superman as a character in this movie. Yeah, Do you know, know what I mean? Yeah. I know I'm making a point that that may might bum you out, but I know you're reacting to the beer right now. I'm That's reacting what's to the beer it's right so, now. It's, it's so almost bad. undrinkable, you guys. But it's interesting because like there'll be a Comic Con and the actors will be like, you know, jokingly, Superman's dead. And then another actor will be like, hey, man, if you're a fan of Superman, you're going to love what we've done in this movie. Yeah. But then we're hearing these reports of, like, he's a brainwashed bad guy. I mean, he's Jason coming back Momoa the, like, even said that, though. Remember, he said it to that little kid at Comic-Con. And it's yeah. funny, but it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting to see, like, how that studio is handling this character. And is it, like, is it because it's yeah. A, yeah. a sort of, like, Star Trek in a darkness, my name is Khan, secret reveal that they don't want to spoil? Mm -hmm. Or is it because... They are, is it like a Disney is afraid to call John Carter, John Carter of Mars because they have research that shows that Mars in a movie title doesn't make money. So they're like, well, Superman, I don't, we don't know. We, we, we want to sell things with Batman. We want to sell, like, is that what's happening? There's just, it's just been interesting to see like what's been coming out in regards to is Superman in this movie. We know that he is, yeah. but we've heard yeah. nothing. Yeah. I, and yeah. you know what else? It, it yeah. might yeah. be a sort of a, 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 a reaction or at least like a okay we've heard you guys when we put out the trailer with doomsday mm -hmm. for batman right. v superman and, and fans were like oh don't show us doomsday mm -hmm. maybe they were like okay let's not show them our huge moment in this movie the return of superman yeah. you know like that might be what it is too I, so i really I hope that. they learn from that yeah you know? well and i and i love that for me um I think for me, I, I take different superhero movies differently. Like I know in the Age of Ultron trailer, at the very end of one of them, they give us a really quick glimpse of of um, of uh, Vision. But to right. me, that wasn't that big of a right. deal because it was right. literally like a quick glimpse. Right. And I'm not as attached to those characters, so for me, it was like it was cool to see it. Mm -hmm. With this, I would hate 
to get. So, so right now the report is that we're going to get a new trailer next week because of mm-hmm. New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Um, there Ooh. was there was uh, Jeff Johns was at the summit for NATO, which is the national uh, theater organizations that come together and they preview like what's coming on theaters. Uh-huh. But and but they showed a brand new trailer for Justice League there. It's also the North American Trade Organization. North <laughs> yeah. American. That's <laughs> yeah, what it yeah, is. yeah. Um, that's NATO. Yeah, but uh, so so yeah, so they show the trailer. So and I I hope the next week when we see it. That we don't see Superman. I don't. Absolutely. Want to, I don't want to know how he comes back. I don't want to. The way they did it in the last trailer, where you see Alfred talking to somebody, and we all assume that it's Superman, mm-hmm. which it probably is Superman. To me, that's like the best way to tease that character. The reason. Not the reason it. why I love this tease is because there's so much debate over it now because yeah. you don't know because they show maybe a slight blurry red cape. Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. but that could be my eyes playing tricks on me. Like it could be the light bouncing off something. Like we, yeah, don't it's all know. it's all like purposeful. It's all yes. you know, not necessarily a misdirect, but you could tell that they were shooting those scenes knowing this is going to be in the trailer. Yeah, and we don't exactly. want it, you know. But we exactly. want Jeremy Irons to be like, I had hoped we're not too late. Like there, it's all deliberate. Mm-hmm. It's all deliberate. Mm-hmm. So, so then it's this evil Superman. Yeah, yeah. or or Supergirl, as some people are saying, or, or Martian Manhunter, Green Lantern, or Green Lantern, or somebody. You, you know? know, like somebody, which is, I think it's. It's it's good marketing because now everybody's talking about it and yeah. everybody's watching it over and over and over again trying mm-hmm. to dissect it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get any more information that we already have. Like <laughs> it's true. you could dissect it till you fucking you can die. Bring that but picture up all night. Yeah, you could stare at it it's, all night, but it's not going to give you any information. And as far as like hearing the John Williams score, oh yeah, I'm torn on this. I know that Adam's super jazz about it, and you were tweeting about it and stuff, and you were really excited. And I was like, okay, good. I want to have this conversation when we do hyperheroes tonight of this idea of like, you know, when Danny Elfman was comparing it to, well, just do me a favor, Adam, just read the next paragraph because this is kind of what yeah. I want to yeah. talk about. There's yeah, he talks about he talks about basically the legacy of the music, and he says the people at DC are starting to understand we've got these iconic bits from our past, and that's part of us. That's part of our heritage. We shouldn't run away from that. Contemporary thinking is Every time they reboot something, you have to start completely from scratch, which, of mm-hmm. course, audiences will tell us again and again is bullshit. <laughs> because, the simple, the, because the single most surviving and loved theme in the world is Star Wars, which, we ha- which they had the good sense to not dump for the reboots. And every time it comes back, the audience goes crazy. Okay, now stop right there. Here's the thing. Danny Elfman, you're brilliant. But that is a little. Uh, uh, I mean, you, you a little big for his britches. If a you big if, for his britches. if you really press Danny Elfman on that, he'll be like, "No, I know that Star Wars: The Force Awakens is Episode Seven. I know that the prequels were one, two, and three. Like, it's not quite yeah. a reboot. Those are still yeah. technically those are like sequels. Those are in yeah, another instance of um, Star Trek. J.J. Abrams using pieces of that score, but kind of doing new stuff yeah. for that for for um, Michael Giacchino's score for the new Star Trek. Again, I could argue that that's technically a sequel. It is yeah. a reboot, but they're using old Spock. It right. takes place at the end of Star Trek and at the beginning. And in any case, it's still like going back in time in the timeline of what was established. Man of Steel was not, you know, a what if for the John Williams. Uh, John uh, Richard Donner Superman where it's like what if you know General Zod got to Earth sooner mm-hmm. but it's a different actor playing this character but it's the same world of 1978 Superman like that's not Man of Steel was a completely new thing so when he's bringing up the idea that like well they're going to keep using Star Wars I can kind of like yeah because it's chapters of a long yeah, saga exactly. is how they're pitching it's it still technically the but same in the, story. in the case of Man of Steel you know with the new DCEU it's different than the Dark Knight trilogy it's different than Danny Elfman's Tim Burton Batman. Right, it's right, different right. than Adam West Batman. A project like Lego Batman, perfect place to use. Na 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 na. You know what I mean? Like perfect right. place to be like, let's do all the Batman shit ever. Yep. And mm-hmm. it was, mwah. I have a theory that the Spider-Man animated movie 
coming out next year or whatever is going to do the same thing. I got a theory it's going to be like a love letter to all of Spider-Man, right? The same way that like Spider-Verse in the comics was. But to to kind of use that analogy, I'm like I'm like I got to disagree, Mr. Elfman, you're a genius. <laughs> you know what you're talking about, but I have I I it reminds me of like when before Heath Ledger passed away, uh-huh. somebody asked Jack Nicholson, hey, what do you think about the Joker being used in this upcoming Batman movie? And Jack Nicholson was like, I got to be honest, I'm mad that they didn't ask me. It's a thing of like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Nicholson, did you not see Batman Begins? You know it's like a reboot, right? They're not, yeah. they're not, it's not yeah. part three of Batman uh-huh. that you did to 20 years ago. Right. Like, it is a reboot. You don't have a handle on, on Joker. You know this, and correct? And then to clarify, afterwards, <laughs> yeah. he, he somebody asked him what he thought of Heath Ledger's performance and whether or not he passed away. He said, oh, I thought Heath was brilliant and did things I never yeah. could. And, you know, like Then understood it because he had seen the movie. Right, right. But I think right. a lot of times people in Hollywood are like, "Oh, they're doing a new Bond. It's a you know, it's a, and it's like, well, this one's different. It's Why Casino Royale. It yeah, yeah, you know, kind of sort of thing. So, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. so because of that, because of that, like, this is a new universe. I'm sometimes a little hesitant, hesitant of like, maybe don't use the old theme. Spider Man Homecoming did it mm-hmm. just for the Marvel logo, mm-hmm. and then it was Michael Giacchino original yes. music for yes. the rest of the thing. You know, and there's a I, there's a balance you can hit. Yeah, because. There's a certain point where you want to do an homage. Like you want to yeah. – to me it's reassuring when I hear – like when I heard that Spider-Man theme in Spider-Man, I was like, oh, cool. It got me a little bit. It, it, it was just like, oh, I understand that you know mm-hmm. that Spider-Man has this theme and how important that is to Spider-Man of the past. But you're not letting it take over your current project. And there you, you are shining in your own way. Using and using the previous greatness as a springboard to bounce yourself even higher. Like that's the point of, and, and I think that's the that's the mark of a good artist where well, yeah, you can well said, definitely yeah. use the the past and and like have it morph into something beautiful in the future. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's no such thing as anything original anymore because right. everything's just kind of a rehash of remixes of th- stuff from the past. But I think there's still lots of great chances for people to be creative yeah and and i think that this is going to be a big opportunity for him to use the superman theme and maybe we'll see something something awesome it's like that conversation we were having about star wars Mm -hmm. and like them firing people are they stifling creativity or are they sticking to their guns and Mm -hmm. we're still getting an awesome product yeah but could the more creative product be even better yeah you know i find it interesting primarily because i every time we talk about dc we always talk about how DC is always about legacy, right? Passing right. on, you know, true. generation to generation to Passing generation on the to generation. Torch, but the flame is still the same, right? And like the one thing that I love about Man of Steel is that there, if you actually watch that movie and you listen to that movie, there are a lot of homages there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because it was the 75th anniversary of Superman. There's little things like when the first time we see Superman fly, he passes by the Earth. That's a, mm-hmm, that's a mm-hmm. nice little tribute to Christopher Reeve. Mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. he first takes off, they have sound effects from the George Reeves original series. Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. from the black and white TV series. And I'm sure there's other things. There's like obviously things from multiple comic books and all that kind of stuff. So when, when he says he's going to, he's using the theme. And there was also another separate article that said that Danny Elfman begged the producers to actually hire a live orchestra mm-hmm. for, for a pivotal part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume it's for this where he's using yeah. the Superman theme. Yeah, you might be, I don't you know might where right else on. you would yeah. use it. I don't know why else you would, cause he said it's a very emotional scene. Right. To me, this seems like, the big turning point of the movie where yeah, yeah. if he you're going to if you're going to yeah. take bring out your big guns you do it in that moment you make it big yeah yeah so to me it's like it's like that 75th anniversary uh animated short film that came so out that good. Z- Zack Snyder did also so good with uh, with DC and Warner Brothers it uses half of it is the Christopher Reeve Superman movie mm-hmm. theme 
the rest of it is the Man of Steel theme. And mm-hmm. like basically mm-hmm. starting from like the 90s, the death of Superman and beyond, it uses that. Mm-hmm. We get hints towards like Smallville, Kingdom Come, all these yeah. crazy, all these really, really cool things. It works, yeah. So I I kind of, I'm, I embrace it. I love the fact that maybe they do. And he said it's going to be a really small capacity. It's apparently only going to be in like two minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it could end up being more. Who knows? I'm okay with that. I'm but okay with and, that. and like I was saying earlier, yeah. like I could be dead wrong. It yeah. could be a situation where the scene happens. The moment happens. It's the movie's working. We're built up to this moment and we see a red boot come up and we just hear. Bah, 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 bah. Mm-hmm. And we could all just be like, oh, fuck. I, I would lose my coolest shit. Thing. Yeah. It could be the most amazing thing yeah. ever. So. You know, yeah, it could be, it could be awesome. And that's kind of how I feel about it. Is you know, I know, and I know Danny Elfman won't go back and put Batman's his Batman's theme into right. it because I think at this point, like, I think it's if, with Batman, it's a little different because I think because we've had so many different iterations of Batman. Yes, there's that, there's yeah. a lot more to kind of yeah. play with and create something new. Whereas with Superman, aside from Man of Steel, we really haven't had. Like Superman Returns is a part of the Donner universe, right? Right, and we really haven't had any other interpretation right. of that character. It's and been I also, the same character. I also got to say too, just like most of John Williams' work, truly, yeah. this is not a knock on Danny Elfman because Danny Elfman is so good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that Batman theme, ha, 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 yeah, it's perfect for Tim Burton's Batman. Totally. Yeah, if you use that anywhere else, it, it's, it's kind of weird. It's very, you know, Tim yeah. Burton. It's very, but. John Williams' Superman theme is kind of timeless. It yeah, really is. Yeah. It, you could, in the same way, his his Star Wars scores, in the same yeah. way, Jaws, in the same way, you know, it, it's yeah, it's different. To go to go back to your point too, Adam. Like I don't think there. I mean, that Batman theme from the animated series is iconic and it works there. But you also have to. I'm sure he's taking into account the the gravity of of Superman possibly coming back and what that means right. to the story, it's a you big know, moment. it's mm-hmm. not necessarily like he could have his own Batman theme or maybe slightly use a Batman theme, but the powerful moment has to come from Superman. If he comes right. back, it's going to be a big weighty moment. That we're all cheering for exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's the moment when you use something classic. Cause he could be hinting at like, Hey, this Superman's going to be a little bit of more of what you remember rather than mm-hmm. the version that we have so far. So mm-hmm. it's, it could mean a lot of things and it could be yeah. interpreted a lot of different ways. But I think a guy like Danny Elfman knows exactly how to use this. Right. Thing. Yeah, I agree. And I think you have somebody with that much experience. And I love the fact what he says too, is like, he's creating little motifs for all the other characters. Yeah, right. Read that exactly. Part. Read that part. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so he says, I created very simple motifs when he's talking about the other characters. Yeah. There's so many themes. You can't just do a big theme for everything. So right, I created right. a motif for flash for Aquaman and Cyborg. I love that. But they're very simple things, and DC understood that. I said, these things may never be used again, but I'm giving you all the components should you wish to have the, have have things to build on. Mm-hmm. So they either will or, or they won't, but that's why I approach a project like this. You have to take the attitude that this is the beginning of a mythology, and all it, and it all matters. It all comes to fruition, and with any luck, they will. That's Damn, great. son. I like that because it's universe building. It's world yeah. building on a musical scale. It's and great. I, 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 and it's, it's kind of a bummer because I love that Flash theme from the 90s. Mm-hmm. It would be awesome if they threw that in there, but I'm also fine if they don't. And he creates something very – like I feel like Danny Elfman and John Williams, the one thing that they can do very well, they can create that – Five to seven notes, sort of like it's, dun, dun, right. Dun, dun, it's just dun. Like, it's you know, like, instantly iconic. Instantly yeah. iconic. Yeah, and you yeah. can tell. You can sometimes even tell from the first note. That's like, exactly. oh, I know what that is exactly. right away when it's that iconic. And if anybody's gonna do it, it's this guy. Yeah. You know? So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he does with the score. Yeah. I think it's gonna be really interesting to see sort of how this movie shapes up after it's changed hands from Zack Snyder to Joss Whedon, and and to see how both of these visions sort of come together as one. 
Um, but I'm excited. And I can't yeah. wait to see what he yeah. has in store for us yeah. musically. I think it's going to be a, a real treat and to actually get to see what these themes are for these other characters. And then next year, we'll see how Jason um, or uh, James Wan's Aquaman, yeah. how, whether yeah. it uses that or not, yeah. takes it to the next step. I think that's going to be really cool. I think it would be great yeah. if they if they... If they were like Danny Elfman, you're doing Aquaman. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I think that'd be awesome to yeah. just keep it going. Um, yeah, they they did it with Brian Tyler. Did a couple of Marvel movies in a row yeah. where it's like you're doing Iron Man three and Thor: The Dark World and Avengers: Age of Ultron with right, Danny Elfman right, right, and right. to sort of keep that continuity. Sylvester yeah. did Captain America and then Avengers, yeah. and it's kind of nice sometimes. Yeah, really. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I think I've kind of like. <sighs> I feel like sometimes I do start that trend a little bit for some people where I'm like, listen to film scores when you're reading comics. Mm -hmm. It yeah. brings it to a whole nother level. It really it's does. So it dope. Really, it's really so does. dope. I'm yeah. excited. We're getting Justice League a score, man. I know. Yeah. That's going to be so dope. You guys are going to be really right now, excited. I've been listening to, every time I read a Justice League comic, I'm listening to Man of Steel. Yeah, okay. by Hans Zimmer. That's what I'm listening to. Um, if I read a Flash comic, I'm listening to Blake Neely's score for the new CW show, yeah, which there's good. some good stuff there. The really good one stuff. Score is so yes, good. really so good, good stuff. So I just want more superhero score so that I have more to listen to when I read comics. Do you guys think that they will incorporate the Justice League cartoon theme in some capacity? Dude, I would. That would be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this would. This would. I mean, this is the, the time is now. That yeah, time is now. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I would freak out at. Speaking of that time is now, is if we heard. Bum ba bum, bum bum oh, bum, ba da da dum. Super really friends, yep. bum ba dum. <laughs> yeah, yep. challenge of the super friends. You're going way back. Bum bum bum, bum And I was like, I, I don't was, know that one. I was humming that, and I was like, what would that sound like with like a like a modern orchestral? Oh, I don't know. I I found I found an orchestral version of it. Really, it's really cool. I, yeah, I, I think like a college uh, college Ooh, band. Like, tried it. Did it. That tingles yeah. my jangles. I want it. So I was on campus. I was at UCLA the other day, and the band started playing music. Like mm -hmm. they played. So the the whole band was out there. They were all practicing. like the marching band. Yeah, cool. They played California Love. Love it. They played Snoop Doggy Dog, <laughs> like Snoop Doggy Dog's theme. Wow. Like they played um, Take On Me by Aha. Uh -huh. They played like so much cool stuff, and it's so cool to listen to a it's big cool. band with trumpets and drums and mm -hmm. everything's just so like big and epic, and it breathes breathes a whole new life into it the does. music. It's fun. And, it's fun when you hear like they're doing new songs. It's like Pharrell's happy. You're yeah. like that just yeah. came yeah. out. You're like holy it's shit. Awesome. That's great. You guys are fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys, been up for three you guys days. are talented. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are fast. It's like they know how to read music. I love oh, it. Man. I love it. So good. So good. Cool. Uh, moving on to the world of the Venomverse, not the Spider-Verse. Oh, God. <laughs> no, this is going to go down real quick. Venomverse is a new comic that's coming out, but that's not what well, we're, talking about. Uh, we're talking about. The movie. Yeah, we're talking about the movie. The movie Venom starring Tom Hardy and Riz Ahmed. Being directed by Room Fleischer, it's coming out next year. Do we know who Riz Ahmed's playing? We, I don't think we do. Are people just saying Carnage because he's the only other character in the movie right that would now? be related that's, to Venom? That's maybe? exactly why they're saying yeah. Carnage. Yeah. It doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Holds no water. Uh, but okay. as of right now, uh, Michelle Williams is in talks. Apparently, it's a it's a pretty close to done deal. Uh, but she's in in discussions, in talks, in negotiations, whatever phrase you want to use mm -hmm. uh, to be in the movie. Not a whole lot as to who she's going to be playing. All it says is that she's going to play a district attorney uh, who will possibly be Tom Hardy's love interest. Uh, mm. Sony had no comment on the casting, but I also don't think we know which version of Venom nope. Tom Hardy's playing. Nope. They haven't said if it's Eddie Brock or Flash Thompson or whomever. I would be surprised if it was not Eddie Brock. Yeah. Not just because they use Flash Thompson 
in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Barely yeah. due to popularity, yeah. right? But yeah. I think because of, because you I mean look at Tom Hardy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like and I feel like most people when they think of Venom, they think of the '80s or '90s right. version of the character, right, and that right, was right. Eddie Brock, a mm-hmm. big built mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. I would be surprised. He's already he's already in training mode, but um, mm-hmm. I I think I mean. To get somebody like Michelle Williams, who's like a multi, I think she's been nominated for an Oscar multiple times. She's a phenomenal she actress. She's so such a good actor. She's yeah. so great in Manchester by the Sea. She really only has one one pivotal scene, and it's gut wrenching. Uh, Blue Valentine, the movie that she's in with Ryan Gosling. Every time I watch that movie, it makes me I mean so depressed. About Brokeback life. Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, she's amazing just, performance. She's one in of those Mountain. actresses that I think slowly and slowly has become one of those actors that people look at and they say like this. She's gonna have a a really amazing career and eventually she will get sort of the verbal recognition like she gets mm-hmm. it now but i feel like it's really only only in the industry if you're here mm-hmm. yeah um, i think outside people don't really know or understand exactly what kind of an actor she is yet yeah. um mm-hmm. but yeah. she's i regardless of who she's playing she's a great catch so sony is it seems to be really investing in the talent of this movie mm-hmm. uh, i obviously still don't know how i feel about the movie itself but uh, <laughs> sure. but uh, tom but hardy least... riz ahmed and michelle williams i'm like okay ruben fleischer what yeah. do you got Exactly. I, I think I that, can't say that for this movie yet. Go, Hector. Well, go, I was going to say, like, we can't say it for the movie. Yeah. yeah. But I was going to say, because of the limited information that's been put out and because of maybe some of the, the like, the fact that it has will have nothing to do with Spider-Man or that they can't, you know, you know, mix that up and stuff, I think maybe because of some of those hindrances mm-hmm. as to what I think we're sort of used to when it comes to a movie like this where we're hearing about... It's it's cinematic universe, and we're yeah. hearing about how it's connected, yeah. and we're hearing about what's the who, what characters the actors are going to play, and we're hearing about oh, what's the costume going like, to? We're we're so used to hearing all this kind of stuff, yeah. and filling in those blanks for other superhero properties that because of Venom's like lack of info so far, at the very least they have a stacked cast. At the yeah. very least they can go. We'll look at the talent we have on board, and of of course I'm first of all of course I'm going to see it because it's Venom, but secondly I'm going to see it because Riz Ahmed. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, at the least, dude's a genius. At least that's something that they can point to and go, we have we have a fantastic cast with this. And it it almost it kind of makes me think like, damn, maybe they have a really good script. Maybe this will be the movie that uh us fanboys are the most wrong about. I really you know hope I mean? so because I fucking love Venom. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I fucking love Venom. Of course, he man. Was, he was part of the reason why I started reading comics in the first place. He's my third favorite Spider-Man villain. Yeah. And um, you know, it's and yeah, it's, it's it's I'm not rooting against this, but I also I think that this movie has a bit of an uphill battle with trying to shed that image of this is a cash grab. This yeah. is a yep. we're trying to yep. cut out yep. the middleman. It's not a part of that's, Spider-Man's universe. That's right. what it feels like. It's what it feels like and it's it it, it to me it almost seems Seems like the job of this movie with trailers, with information, is to convince me otherwise. Because that's kind of what their job is with Han Solo, too. We mm-hmm, talked about mm-hmm, this. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, wow us. You're gonna go for this thing that yeah. this 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 then very popular character as opposed to a new it. fresh thing, then do it, then go for it and wow us. And yeah. we're all, all gonna be there watching that first trailer and we will make that decision. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna have to figure that stuff out. So that's what it comes down to. It's like I'm not rooting against this. If this thing ends up being a breakout rated R hit and shows me a side of the character that I never like, that just like, oh my god, it's the best, it's the best version of Venom I've ever could think of, could and we think he about. never needs Spider Man, and mm-hmm. do your own thing, make eight Venom movies, like odds of that happening probably very not likely, very, very but, but, okay. but but you really but sold it though, you know when we're uh, I'm not going to rule it out, I guess, and uh, you know I'm hoping that it's I'm hoping that it's good because these actors deserve good stuff. I I you know? agree with everything you said, Hector. Absolutely agree with it. <laughs> I'm hoping this movie goes the route of Gambit. 
and mm. just tanks in pre-production mm. and just like, you know what? It's too difficult. I don't know why we decided to not make it in the Spider-Universe. We're going to redo the thing and make Work it with in the Marvel. Spider-Universe. Try to Work keep with Tom Hardy. Why not? I know. That Spider-Man movie did great in the box office. Maybe mm-hmm. the highest grossing superhero movie this year. Did Spider-Man great. Homecoming? It, no, it's going to be Wonder, 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 Wonder I think it passed really? Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think. Wow. Sure. I, mean, I don't know. It's not like we have a computer or anything in yeah, front of us. But anyway, um, but that's the thing. Like, there's so much red tape right now. Mm-hmm. You're you're writing yourself into such a difficult corner that other studios are sort of leading the way. Mm-hmm. Like, DC Extended Universe has, has it. Marvel has had it for a while. And it seems like Valiant's going to be doing their own thing. And they're not writing themselves into a corner where, like, Oh no! Well, this is separate from this. Sure, like, sure, sure. Not, like the Harbinger is different from from Woody and Quantum, mm-hmm. and like all this stuff, and it's it's not like that. And this Venom movie, it, it feels it like feels separate. It just feels it separate. feels separate. Yeah. And I don't like the fact that you are separating one of Spider-Man's greatest villains from him. And not Which just sucks. And not, I mean, not just that. He's a great character, and I will argue that I think he is a great character, especially the Eddie Brock yeah, version. But absolutely. even just like the idea of Venom in a symbiote, right, could be really cool and vital to the Marvel universe, right, right. You know, I mean, remember Old Man Logan? How there's a Venom T Rex? Yeah. Those kinds of little things where it's like, imagine sprinkling that in a Guardians of the Galaxy right, movie, or exactly. in a in a bigger Avengers movie think later. Think about or, you the know. possibilities of, of a symbiote. Like you yeah. can have the symbiote or a symbiote clone or any kind of symbiote. Mm-hmm. take over a character and you instantly have an evil version of that character that you can play around with so much. Mm-hmm. And those symbiotes, it's not like those symbiotes are easy to defeat either. Mm-hmm. Their symbiotes are very strong creatures who who do, you know, like they yeah. have, they play a big role, especially in arguably one of Marvel's greatest characters, Spider-Man. Like, totally. It's, it's, I was it's, just thinking, like, imagine the possibilities that Marvel, Fox, work something out, do a similar deal, Fantastic Four, boom, mm-hmm. goes over to Marvel mm-hmm. Studios. That's already huge. Right. Imagine if in Phase 4 or Phase 5, they're like, okay, we're going to do the symbiote with Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Like, mm-hmm. let's do a movie where he has it, and let's do it the way, a little right. bit closer to the comics and right. less like Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. And, that, and in that movie, Reed Richards is the one that tells Peter, this exactly. is an alien. It's exactly. attaching it. Like, that kind of moment where she's right. like, what Those the? little tiny and tidbits. we have to sonic blast it but off. But you're of your, taking you know, away from it. You're taking it away from us by writing it on, writing it sure. in its own Venomverse, which is right. absolutely stupid. <laughs> That's why I'm hoping this, I, like, to go back, I, I know. agree with you, Hector. And I want to think about. I know, I know. The beer's putting me in a bad mood. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that—that's all I want. Like, I hate to be a naysayer, and I hate to nag on things like this. But sometimes it's better to just put a hurt horse out of its misery. You know. (laughs) (laughs) On a happier note. No shit. On a happier note, I'd like to point out that Spider-Man: Homecoming is the highest-grossing movie of 2017 uh, worldwide. Worldwide, oh, okay. domestically has not it's beat Guardians or or Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah. Spider-Man's huge in Japan. Spider-Man's, you know, Spider-Man's he's Spider-Man all over the world. Yeah. Yes, he's um, a recognizable icon. Any yeah. any thoughts and or guesses you'd like to take as to who she could be playing? I already saw Black Cat. People meant saying Black Cat. I'm like, well, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I, I see her as playing a character that is. Um, Love interest to Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock. And I think in the comic books, there was a blonde woman who was Venom for a hot second. Maybe I'm thinking of Lady Punisher. But there was a, a storyline where like five symbiotes 
No, yeah. there was definitely a Lady Venom, and it was a blonde woman. Yeah. So I'm yeah. trying to there dig through my '90s Venom. comics knowledge, and right yeah. now the comics, she had somebody's the, writing it. She had the the almost Spider-Man like spider, yes. but then she had her hair still sticking. And out. I remember '90s comics; she had big old boobies. That's oh, what they that's, all had big old boobies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was that. Yeah. It was like imagine if now Venom. I remember. Imagine if Venom was a chick, big old boobs. She was fucking hot. And here's the thing. So like, I bet you she's playing the love interest. Who at the end she might get. You know the Venom symbiote for a second, and then Michelle Williams yeah. has to take it off, and then yeah, Tom, yeah. you know, Eddie Brock's like saves her. I don't know. Uh, Are you gonna make villain the protagonist? Oh God, never mind. I don't want to yep. think about this. Let's yeah. just let's God. just bury it. Let's just put a dead yeah. horse out of, or let's put a horse out of its misery. <laughs> Holy moly! Um, so we're gonna watch the first six minutes of Gifted. Let's do it. Um, I yeah, like I, the TV shows, the Legion and, and the Gifted. I'm not really following so much of the news on these uh, in particular shows. We don't Even, really follow TV. Not too yeah. much. You know, I, I, I tend to usually pay more attention to the stuff that's on the CW. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, most of the Marvel stuff I kind of don't. I'm kind of bummed I found out that Black Lightning is going to be a mid-season like, like bitch, really? the premiere as opposed to it's not coming out here in the fall. It'll be mm-hmm. next. It'll be like in the spring, in which the I was like, I can't, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one that I'm... Well. But uh, I know we watched the trailer for this previously, and it looked pretty cool. It was a nice, it was a cool take to kind of see. To me, this felt sort of like what Heroes was in 2006, where we're not going big and crazy. It's really supposed to save the cheerleader, like, yeah, save the world. This very sort of personal story, but you know, right. we'll see. We've got let's watch six this. Minutes. All right, let's look go. at this and play. Attention, all units. Fugitive suspect spotted at Grand and Seventeenth. Unit 2325 responding. That's CG to the rain. I think so. Oh no, that's real rain. Oh, the, the stuff in the front of the screen is fake. Unit 1835, we have a visual on the suspect heading east towards Wellington. Copy that, coming up on Wellington now. Oh, she's fast. Run, girl. She's fast. I think she might be gifted. <laughs> <laughs> That M stand for mutant. <laughs> yep. That's Jamie Chung. Okay. Those effects look good. Bye. Yeah. Stop, sir. Love to get away from police that way. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I like Damn, that. Blink like some that. of the siren. Yeah. That is cool. But the rest of the light wouldn't have worked if that. Anyway, sorry. No, maybe they might be on separate. You know, it's all one's yeah. batteries or whatever. Working on it. It is very irrelevant. You think she's here, man? I mean, she was just two miles away. I'm gonna track her with my tattoo. Oh, that's what's his name. Close. Warpath? Close yeah. yeah he was also in uh, X-Men Days Past, right? I think so. She's moving strangely. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he just likes keeping us out in the cold. <laughs> Everyone's so good looking. Yeah. This must be a TV show. Everyone's too handsome. Look. What is it, light hands? <laughs> What'd you find? <laughs> what is it, finger lights? <laughs> Finger lights, what'd you find? Well, that's interesting. Mm. Told you. Eagle tattoo, what is it? <laughs> hey, you alright? No, it'd be bracelets. Okay, <clears throat> you can warm me up later, though. Oh, I'm gonna hold you that. Oh, 
Finally, some characters in the X-Men movies are gonna have some sex. They're gonna bone. Muy sexy. Aren't you expecting like the Terminator to come through and yeah. like, portal James Cameron? That's what it feels like. Sure. Inside. That's the Terminator score. It's awesome. <laughs> oh my god. I can't even look at you right now. Okay, hey, hold up. She's bad Okay, whoa. 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 Calm down, alright? Whoa, like, calm down, okay? I can't go back. Oh, her eyes are huge. Okay, we heard you broke out of the mutant detention center when we came looking. I don't understand. Who are you? Just a couple of freaks, same as you. Is that Polaris? Oh shit, it is. She grabbed the magnetic stapler. This is Lorna. Now trust me, we have all been where you are, or worse. Lorna. We can help. Now, come with us. We can get you someplace safe. Guys! We got company. Trouble. Oh, oh, close. close. Is this on, like, with us now. is this Jason Momoa circa Baywatch? Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna be Momoa in like it? eight years. Yeah. Coming fast this way. Kill the lights. How many? At least ten. From the west and south. Why did you just portal them out of there? Yeah, Why did you flip that table, dude? Come on. I fucking hate tables, dude. <laughs> Fuck tables. Fuck tables. <laughs> hey, man, you also with Jason Momoa did at Comic-Con. That's true. He broke a chair. We know the fugitive is in the building. Come out now, or we will open fire. Whoa! What I like is um, characters like Lorna, who she just used her power. There's yeah. a green like effect, yeah. a green glow. Yeah. That's very comic booky. Because yeah. technically, her power. Is like Magneto, where he could just like move metal. Yeah. So in the real world, you don't. Yeah, there's. But she has a visualization yes. of her power. Which I like. It's yeah. comic booky, yeah, you know? Yeah, I like it. He's got that ah, Cuban there you beat. Go. I was wondering. Boom, chicky, boom. Boom, chicky, boom. Boom, chicky, boom. Yeah, chicky, boom. Oh. He is the modest guy. Although he's the hottest guy <laughs> in Havana. In Havana. Who did that light thing? Uh, Finger, light, hand, light fingers? Light fingers? Light fingers did it. Is, he Pete, is that oh. Pete Wisdom? Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Look, he's got... He's about to Peter Petrelli the shit out of the scene. He's a being made of pure light. Yes. Don't kill him. Because everything they say about mutants will be justified. Don't do it. Oh, Lorna. Oh. Oh. That's great. Marcos. That's not Pete Wisdom. They got her. You know what? Oh, that's it? I liked it. Six oh, minutes. shit. Six I'm going to be real. We were being snarky and making jokes and stuff. I was having a good time. Yeah, actually. It was well shot, well acted. I was into it. Yeah, that I, I, I wanted more. Yeah. <laughs> you thought we were going to watch a whole 40 minutes? No, seriously, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what happened. But mm -hmm. um, I would watch snap. that show. I dug it. It was entertaining. I just feel like it was too long. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, it, well, in a movie, it, that would be two minutes. Do you know what I mean? In right, a movie, that yeah. whole sequence would it's just be... Like the beginning... <laughs> this is mostly editing stuff, but for me, it's like 
we don't need that many cuts to show Jamie Chung running away from the police. Get mm-hmm. to it. Get to it. Get to the mm-hmm. point. I prefer it would have just been like, this could have been. <laughs> That's why you don't watch TV, Adam. Yeah, I know. This could have been, like, been two and a half to three minutes. And mm-hmm. I would have preferred to just get into the action more. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like what it actually is, like it's fun. It's entertaining. Yeah, it, it looks like a good That movie. was better cool than intro. I expected it to be. Same. Yeah. I was afraid that with the trailers and especially the billboards, there's a lot of billboards of like the main family of Gifted. Yeah. And it's a white family. Yeah. And it's, you know, with X-Men logo and it says something like, yeah. you know, like diff- different is powerful. I'll tell you in a second. Different I'll tell you in a second. With this, with this like good looking white family, they're like a handsome white yeah. family that have powers that none of their characters are like mutated. Right. And it's a thing where like, okay, sometimes when you use characters like that to, 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 to do X-Men stories, mm-hmm. it kind of loses a little bit of the punch for me, the oomph, mm-hmm. because that reminds me of the old school classic X-Men. The original five, Cyclops, Iceman, Mm -hmm. Beast, Jean Grey, um, uh, Angel. Yeah. And those five characters, I mean, I love those characters, and and they've all kind of evolved and everything. And back then, though, some of the mutations included Beast had big hands and feet. Angel had wings. He He was just like a buff guy, Beast. Buff guy. But basically, they were all like good-looking white kids. And it's a different era. I get it. It's comics. It's 1963. But the the X-Men, I feel like, hit it when it brought in the Wolverine cast Mm -hmm. because it had Nightcrawler. Who was a demon-looking German? Guy. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it had Native American warpath. It had African storm. Mm-hmm. It had Irish banshee. It had mm-hmm. Russian colossus. Mm-hmm. It had this international cast that I think was easier to to sort of use the analogy of people that are marginalized, people right. that are oppressed, people mm-hmm. that are hated and feared for being different, mm-hmm. as opposed to good-looking white people Russian that have people to h- angry, hide a thing. They're just angry. And so, <laughs> so what I was worried about was, and not to say that you can't have a story like that. Starring a white character, obviously. Of course you can. Of course. I'm just saying that I was worried that like we were going to focus on this family, yep. and it was going to be like we're so different. And I was going to be cynical and go, guys, just, just you'll, you'll be fine. You guys you are okay? set. You know what I mean? I was going to be like, y'all are set. Like y'all have a house. The country's mad at black football player millionaires for kneeling. <laughs> you guys are fine. You've got cool powers. Just yeah, live your yeah, lives. Yeah. I was afraid that's what it was going to be. We yeah. didn't see any of that family. No. But the fact that we saw Jamie Chung is blink. Yeah. Like. A pretty like we had like a Native American guy looked like Seemed the like Jason it, yeah. Momoa dude. Mm-hmm. We okay. had um yeah the Warpath character. We had Latino guy, uh, maybe as, a Latino as, guy, Marcos, whatever. Marcos like Marcos as light dude. I was like, okay, I want to yeah. know more about these yeah, characters. Yeah. I was interested in these characters on the run. The, I just feel like the analogy of of people that are not people that are marginalized and 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 hated and feared. It just works a little bit better when you can use a very wi- like a diff a very wide net cast. Of characters, right, you see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's always been one of the X Men's strengths is that they have some of one of the most diverse casts. I would in say that that comp- is one of the, the X Men's strengths. One right of the there. strengths, man. That's part I of think the. Re- that's what people kind of define define the X Men as being. It's part of the reason why I'm I, why Wolverine is my favorite because mm-hmm. he's the one who looked most Mexican to me because he was a little short, hairy dude, like <laughs> yes, little stocky, hairy guy, and I was like, oh, cool. And he, and he went, and there I am. Like, and hey, he, and there's he, a guy that looks like my dad. I mean, <laughs> legit, he's my dad's height. He's five foot three. You know what I mean? So when when I read comics and they're like, Wolverine's this guy. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. He's five foot three. He's got hairy arms. He's stocky, dude. I'm like, I get that guy. Yeah, that's he's my like, dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my dad. I get it. Totally. Um, yeah, man. It's you know. So so that was it. Was cool to meet some of these side characters before we get to the the meat and I'm potatoes. In, the meat and potatoes. Yeah. I'm in high school and I have I'm a I'm a right, kid and right, I have right. powers and to yeah. kind of go that route. I I'm interested in these characters. Plus, I think yeah. the cool thing too is, you know, you mentioned side characters, but I feel like these characters are going to be just as important as yeah. that family. They're just gonna. I think we're gonna get two different perspectives. Which I think could be a real strength of the show is to show 
How is his family affected by being mutants? And what is how, versus these what characters? Happen, for, what causes like things in totally. their life versus what happens yeah. to these characters? So I think that's a interesting kind of play to see how these two different worlds mm-hmm. are treated differently, and then what happens when they come together at some yeah. point throughout the show, which yeah. will happen. The mm-hmm. show gave me heroes vibes. It yeah. did, yeah, like the first season of heroes yeah. vibes, which I, is I good vibes. Season, yeah, yeah good. That, that's, that's good. the only good season of that show. Agreed, agreed. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give it a shot. Actually, that looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That's why I wore my X Men shirt today. Oh, look Just at you! Case. Just in case. Just in case. Right? I think I like that. Mm, pretty sure I liked it better than Inhumans. So cool. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that six minutes was way better than Inhumans. Yeah. That's, a, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, before we go, we're gonna answer some questions from you guys. Since it was a light week, I threw out on Twitter and I said, "Hey, first five people to uh, respond with a question. Uh, I'll put them up here and we'll we'll, mm. we'll discuss them." So the first question comes from Andy Films ninety nine, who says, "Who asks best superhero two thousand seventeen costume or suit?" Are we talking movies or comics? Doesn't specify. Doesn't I guess specify. you pick whatever. Doesn't specify. Be comic TV show. Red Locust. Is that this year? That was 2017, right? That's yeah. 2017. Yeah, she just debuted. She just debuted Marvel <laughs> she Comics. She just debuted. I love it. That's a good one. Uh, go That's a good Google, one. Google it up. Google it's it up. the uh, it's Do the, the um, yeah. You know what? Give it a Google. Yeah, Go give it a Googs. You'll like if you're Mexican or Latino or anything. You'll like you'll like the. I liked the um, the Spider-Man suit won me over. Plot-wise, in the movie, I was worried about the 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 heads-up display, the the Jarvis voice. I was worried about all that stuff from the mm-hmm. trailers, and then in the the use of the suit in the movie, mm-hmm. and then when he got the suit taken away, and he mm-hmm. brought his old old school suit, and it won me over. Mm-hmm. But I got to give it to Wonder Woman. I got to give it to. Fuck off! You said Spider-Man yeah. first. Like, no, Spider-Man. <laughs> well, I mean that, it's an awesome costume. I think it's great, but like I got to give it to. I think Wonder Woman. Yeah, I um I, I agree. For me, it was Wonder Woman. I think seeing that suit. Realized in a, in a live action motion picture, mm-hmm. sort of big budget scale. You know, we've never really seen that. We've seen versions of it like on different TV shows. Some TV shows that were from the from like forty years ago. Some that TV shows that never happened. Mm-hmm. We got obviously a little. We obviously saw a little bit of it in Batman versus Superman. But it's but to different. See the revelation and, and yes. the impact that it had, and the yeah. importance of the tiara that it right, was Antiope's. Right, right, Do you know right, what I mean? And yeah. like the the lariat, the golden lasso. Everything and had its purpose. The sword, yeah. the god killer, yeah. all yeah. of that stuff like added to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. it's for sure. Yeah, I think the meaning, what the suit represented, the meaning of the suit to me. Which we didn't get explained in Batman versus Superman because that wasn't part of the story. But to have that sort of weight, so when she does, you know, go into the trenches mm-hmm. and she steps out with that suit and she says, you know, it's what I'm, it's going, what I'm to going to do. Going to do. Since like, you guys <laughs> are talking movies, uh, I gotta go with. I mean, it's not 2017, but I'm going Black Panther. <laughs> I mean, that right. Black Panther, that new trailer that we <laughs> yeah. got. Yeah, step into the spotlight. It was, it's hard. It's hard to get like when when I first saw that Black Panther suit. Mm-hmm. It just it it's it's striking. It's different than all the rest of them. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's sleek. It's sexy, but it's raw and it's powerful and it's it's it hits all the notes that a superhero costume should hit mm-hmm. and I've, i haven't really been that on board with any of the movie uh costumes mm-hmm. i think what they're doing with captain america and evolving his costume every time is great mm-hmm. uh because you know it's it the, the characters aren't stagnant mm-hmm. and and i think the look of iron man's suit i mean it's almost you can't even tell that he's never wearing a suit anymore because the CG is just that good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a character like Ant-Man is a good use of like kind of a loose-fitting costume that like, you know, like the it's biker not... biker outfit. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's not like the most put-together guy, so mm-hmm. it makes sense that his costume's a little 
like it squeaks like whenever he like yeah. his leather squeaks yeah. whenever he like yeah. presses the button you yeah. know so there there have been a lot of good costumes but i i gotta give it to black panther all right well done next uh, question next question comes from i, I should have asked daniel how to pronounce his last name uh i'm gonna go with daniel underscore lyson ellison ellison is it maybe it's just ellison ellison could be Elison. could be could Eli. Be. Shout, out to, shout out to yeah, Daniel. Whatever. Uh, if Nolan were to direct <laughs> another superhero movie, which hero or villain would you pick? Um, I will say I I don't necessarily want Christopher Nolan to do any more superhero movies. I no. think he did a really cool Batman trilogy, mm-hmm. um, and I don't really think that he has anything to add to the now very much fantasy world of superheroes. Mm-hmm. If he were to do a hero or villain movie, um, I would want it to be something that's in an Elseworld that doesn't exist in the curtain continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably I would probably go with um, a Marvel title, mm. and I'm gonna say <sighs> I'm gonna get to I, it, baby. Well, get to it. I I don't want to say Wolverine because like we uh-huh, just had him, uh-huh. but I actually if if they were to reboot a Wolverine movie and do it as a standalone, mm-hmm. I'd be interested in it because I feel like his take he, on it. He's, yeah, yeah. He's I mean we all know that the character has a very sort of interesting world and backstory and how he sort of lived mm-hmm, and he is mm-hmm. i would say one of the most grounded heroes in the mm-hmm. marvel universe his powers are not so i mean they're far-fetched but they're not outlandish so and, outlandish yeah, i guess compared yeah. to some of the other ones that i yeah. feel like if he were to gravitate you know based on sort of his directing skill and what he what yeah. his tastes are i feel like a character like either punisher or wolverine uh would be two characters that he would really go for yeah. punisher maybe even more so actually yeah. mm-hmm do you have one, Hector? I'm going to go pass. I will say, kind of like Adam said, I'm like, I don't necessarily... I know people love Christopher Nolan. You know, he's one of those directors. It's like people are like, if Nolan were to... You know, and you know exactly who everybody's talking about. And he's huge in like the fanboy and film, like, you yeah. know, world of yeah. fandom and stuff. And everybody loves his stuff. And I feel like, man, he gave us three. I don't want to ask more of the guy. Like, you know, keep, true. keep doing it's your true. thing. Keep doing your... Like, do it's the true. stuff you want to do. I yeah. don't ever I, want him... I don't ever want somebody to force him to be like, okay, but now do Superman. Because, like, he wasn't interested in 2008, and they probably would have let him. They probably would have been like, "Um, Mr. Nolan, would you like to include a, uh, you know, a Nightwing cameo in this? Or And he was like, no. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he's he's, kind of Robin. He's Yeah, he's not not into it. So that's fine. I I hear what you guys are saying, but I would want him to do a Mr. Freeze movie. How dope would it be if he... Tackled Mister Again, Freeze and his uh, tragic past. Because I, because I love. And he talks like yeah. this because he has a globe over his yeah. head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's like when he was doing his movies. We, I would be fantasizing about after like Batman Begins. I was like, okay, in the Dark Knight, oh, uh-huh. what if he did this villain, this villain, this villain? Yeah. And I loved his take on Bane. Yeah. I would love his take on Killer Croc. How would he make that work? Clayface, Clayface, Poison Ivy, Mister Freeze. Mr. He would Freeze, dude. crush a Mister Freeze movie. Crush a Mister Freeze movie. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, it's funny because most of the, your guys' answers are more DC related, but I'm like, I can't really see him doing any other DC character unless yeah. we go to characters yeah. that are a lot more grounded that don't have sort of this fantastic sort of like every time mm-hmm. I think of now, aside from Batman, I can only think of Wolverine, the Punisher, and Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. To me, those are three that I'm I was like, going to say Doom, but probably, I always say Doom. He could probably so. do those three and make yeah. it in a way that's grounded enough that it has still some sort of a mm-hmm. fantasy element but to it. But it's realism. Yeah. But realism. it's the most realism. realistic version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most realistic version that you would probably get of those right. characters. Right. It'd be interesting. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm also on the fence and I'm like, I don't, I don't need another. But yeah, no, I'm just saying, 
we don't need one. No. And I'm no. I'm, I'm glad he's not interested. If he anymore, says so. Bond, now you got me thinking. <laughs> now I'm on board. No shit. For uh, sure. Yeah. So the next question comes from Skags42 says, what are you most looking forward to in November? Justice League, Thor, or The Punisher? Well, Punisher's out. I think it's going to be great, but like it's between Justice League and Thor for me. Yeah. And it's got to be, because we've seen more of it, it's got to be Thor, man. I have fallen in love with Taika Waititi as a director, his movies over yeah. the past year. Yeah. I've seen his movies. I just saw Boy like a few weeks ago. Right. Just to continually get familiar with this director's work and seeing like they just put out like a behind the scenes of Thor, I think mm -hmm. this morning or yesterday. Yeah, it was. It's no, it was so this morning. It was this morning. It's this morning. so yeah. fun. Yeah. It looks so fun. And it's Chris Hemsworth talking about what they wanted to do. They wanted to go epic. Taika Waititi being like, you know, Ragnarok means the end of these characters. And right. that's interesting for and me. Reconstruction. And reconstruction. You know, that's what I So like. So uh, everything I've seen, man, the vibe, that '80s style, that crazy outlandish, you know, yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I can't mm -hmm. wait to see it. But if I had seen more of Justice League, then maybe it would be maybe different. it'd be but different. But I, I feel like they're really hitting us with a lot of Thor uh, promotion right now. Yeah, it's, I, and and I agree with you, Hector. And but my reasoning is because I feel like, visually speaking, what we've seen from Justice League mm -hmm. looks exactly like what we've seen in the past mm -hmm. like everything just looks like it's continuous the, it's yeah the big fight where there's clouds and it's dark and there's a big orange monster in flames mm -hmm. like or a big gray monster in orange flames like mm -hmm. i've seen it well, not you, to say not to write it off as like it's not going to be epic sure. because jason momoa doing that thing yeah <laughs> like come on dude i have that's used, why i'm growing my hair out i have used that gif multiple times yeah on just, twitter just to be like you know if, 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 if it's ever like hey what's up i'm in or like yeah. i'm down or i'll show up it's the it's the jason momoa yeah. like hair every time flip. every time i see him do it i go like yeah, that I'm yeah like, i wish i was that cool uh but it's it's now i gotta uh, point out before the internet does there's also a giant flame monster in thor ragnarok i know there is a with giant hulk flame leaping monster. towards him you exactly know? But this is a whole screen full of flames. It's mm -hmm. not like I'm punching the ground and flames. I got gotcha, you. Gotcha. Know? It's like it's and then there's there's rainbow colors. There's like yeah. neon colors. It seems like they're shooting lightsaber blasters or whatever, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. phasers and super uh, colorful. And and also just the I, I know and I feel like I understand Taika Waititi because I I tend to gravitate more towards comedy movies rather than like serious dramatic movies. Mm -hmm. And he, the, the, the Kiwi sense of humor, I spent some time in New Zealand. The Kiwi sense of humor is just, I get it. I understand it. It's dry, but it's funny as hell. Like yeah. it's just, oh, man. it's just, it's so good. Yeah. Watch what we do in the shadows. Another one yeah. of his movies. It's might be it's his best movie. Fucking phenomenal. It's so you know? funny. Like it's, it's just, so funny. I, so I'm excited to see, comedic guys mm -hmm. go and tackle other properties mm -hmm. like like uh mr peel uh doing jordan what we peel. do yeah jordan peel doing peyton, what we did in the shadows peyton reed yeah. doing ant-man and the wasp yeah because he did ant-man you it's, know like, it's it's just cool and i feel like comedic people who have a sense of humor people tend to write him off as like oh you're mm -hmm. just a funny guy it's mm -hmm. like no 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 you have to understand so many complex emotions to be able to pick out and observe at what's funny yeah. you know like you have to understand sadness and pick out the funny things that are in sadness because a lot. If you listen to a lot of stand-up, mm -hmm. it's a lot of self-deprecating comedy. Oh, it's miserable. Yeah, they know yeah. how to pick the funny moments out of their sadness, mm -hmm. which is sad. But for them, it's a career. You know, yeah. like it's just it, it, comedy is very difficult, and people write it off as something that's just like, oh yeah, you're just a silly. You were the class clown, weren't you? Mm -hmm. Nah, dude, the class clown comes from something. Right. It comes from something deeper. And and I can identify that with Taika because I feel like there's there's a lot that he can offer, and I, I and I feel that 
there there's this toolbox that he has that not a lot of people are tapped into but after this i think it's it's going to really break him into the mainstream mm. yeah he's already he's already being courted to maybe do uh what is it akira Warner yeah Brothers, i think so yeah. really yeah. oh mm-hmm. my yeah. god very interesting uh interesting. november november's an interesting month because we have Three movies, or I'll say three comic book properties that are very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Thor Ragnarok, which seems to lean more towards sort of the comedic aspect, very colorful Jack Kirby embracing those 70s comics and all that kind of stuff. But it's still very much about a story about the end of everything mm-hmm. and sort of a rebooted uh, Asgardian universe and kind of what the repercussions of it's all like that a is. a soft reboot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you have Justice League, which is the product of two directors. You know, you've got Zack Snyder doing, you know, the heavy lifting for the first part of the f- first part of the the production and the post-production of the movie. Then you have Joss coming in sort of reworking a lot of the movie from what I've been reading and, you know, putting his own sort of take or adding his take to it. Yeah. And then you got the Punisher, something that we know from our previous experiences of that character in, in the Marvel Netflix universe is very strong like he's a really strong character who has a very intriguing story the most grounded probably character that they'll do in that universe even though for the most part they've kept all of them pretty grounded so i think my intrigue levels are different for each movie i think but for most anticipated i think you know we've had three thor movies this will be the well we've had thor in multiple movies Mm -hmm. we had punisher in another show Mm -hmm. we've had some of these characters show up in previous movies in justice league but we haven't seen their take on flash aquaman cyborg we don't know what's going to happen with Superman this movie. So I think I'm the most sort of intrigued and and, and I'm sort of mostly anticipating to see what happens with Justice mm-hmm. League mm-hmm. Um, to see how it delivers and, and sort of what yeah. it does with the characters yeah. and how it moves yeah. the universe forward. So yeah. I think in terms of sort of like what I'm most interested in, it's Justice League. But I, my, I mean, I think all of our anticipation levels for all these things is, is pretty equal. It's, it's like we're all excited high. to see it's everything. High. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty high up. There. We're lucky, man. November's a good month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from F Guzram. Most anticipated moment in justice league. Uh, I think the rebirth of Superman for me. Yeah. I, my most anticipated moment might not even be in this movie. I've heard rumors that green Lantern's going to be in there. Yeah. My most anticipated moment is when the justice league, the seven, Unites. That's what I was going to say. That's it. And it might be Justice League 2. It might be whatever. But like, if if they're hinting or building towards that, I want to see Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, Green Lantern, and maybe Martian Manhunter. If I see that, I might my brain will explode out of the back of my skull. Like I will be like, no. Like that'll be the most incredible (laughs) thing. That's how Hector died. And I love Cyborg, but I would love to see Cyborg, Beast Boy, Raven, Starfire, Nightwing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. That's my that's uh, you know, but that's my era. Can only dream. A girl can only dream. Uh, exactly. Uh, that's my, my era. My yeah. moment's exactly the same. In yeah. Justice League, uh, when Hawkgirl comes in, when mm-hmm. <laughs> when when Green Lantern, mm-hmm. when John, well, not not necessarily uh, a specific Green Lantern, but when John Stewart shows mm-hmm. up and is mm-hmm. the Green Lantern. Oh man! Uh, when Martian Manhunter morphs into some crazy alien. When we uh, see an old Chinese man turn into a, a crazy dragon yeah. and then turn into John Jones, yeah. like that moment. That moment. From the and when he tells show. the story of how his family was killed by the white Martians. Yeah. It's just, it's, it, it, uh, that's the Justice League that I hope hope they're building to. I'm sure they are. But we'll I mean, see. I mean, th- yeah. that's why I'm really excited. I'm, I guess I'm just excited to see the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I want to see what they're doing. I'm just excited to finally see all these characters together. Warner mm-hmm. Brothers has had had these properties for so many years, mm-hmm. decades, mm-hmm. and it's like, why haven't you done this already? Yeah, but yeah, it, they're yeah. doing it now. It's happening. Right. So I can't wait to see kind of what they have in store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, final question from Nate the Great 736 who asks, 
What superhero film, in your opinion, has had the best graphics slash CGI? Interesting. I think I'm going to go with Iron Man 1 because mm-hmm. Stan Winston suits. Because that silver suit, huh? That silver suit. Yep. Like, and it, like the CG in it blends so well with the practical. Mm-hmm. And that was the first movie where they were like, Robert Downey, can you get into the suit? And he was like, yes, I need this opportunity. Yeah. Every movie after that, it's like, he's like, I'll wear half of that. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and it, it still looks great, but it's still, there's still sometimes a bit of a disconnect. Yeah. And, you know, to yeah. see him in the thing, to see, to see the, the CG versus real, like, the Mark One in the yeah. cave, like yeah. man, you go back and watch that movie, and it still holds up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Holds up. For me, oh man, it's it's really hard to say because we worked on a lot of those movies. We know what's practical and we know what's not practical. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Cap Two stands out a lot to me. Winter Soldier's uh, great. Man. Winter Soldier stands stands out to me, and not necessarily Winter Soldier's arm, but just the fact that I'm a big fan of practical effects. I like that. They used a lot of practical effects in that movie. Uh, the, the rewatching it now, I just saw it on TV the other day. The shield looks kind of janky. Like whenever mm-hmm. sometimes, he, when it, yeah, like especially that first fight between Bucky and Captain America. He throws it at night. He throws it <laughs> and like when he picks it up, when he picks it up, yeah. and just goes oh, like this. It's time. fake. It's a little it's, wobbly. You know, it's yeah. fake. It's the only thing that I don't like about Captain America because it's impossible to yeah. just like what's but, it sticking. But it sometimes on? he does. Like sometimes things happen where like the shield magnetically comes sure. up, or he throws right. it, and you're like, that that's shit like, looks real. That's like, like sometimes the part two of the shield. Right now, it's mm-hmm. still straps. Though. It's still straps mm-hmm. of leather on a vibranium shield. Yeah, and so. It's just, it kind of bugs me, but at the same time, I appreciate the fact that they use so many practical effects. So many stuntmen got kicked hard and flew really far. You know, there's rope work, but mm-hmm. still, like, yeah. I, I just, I appreciate the more practical side of things. And Cap 2, I think, was really when I, when they really turned up Cap 2's uh, strengths. Mm-hmm. Cap, Cap 1 was good. You saw him punching, but, but you in, didn't in, really notice his Cap super two, soldierness. In the beginning, when he goes onto the ship. Exactly. And he night, kicks that dude over suit. the edge. I was like, oh, Was he wearing shit. a parachute? No. No, no not at all. <laughs> he just dove into Dives, the water. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and specifically, one point that I'm talking about is the elevator scene in Cap 2. Where yes. where he's like, before we do this, boys, does anybody want to get out? Yeah. And I'm just like, that's dope. Yeah. That's cool. And it was a big practical fight. You know, like he he didn't really use his shield at that point. So yeah. it's I guess I'm not really vouching for the VFX. I'm I'm just the lack thereof and them making it blend seamless when the big VFX do you show know, up. You know what else yeah. I gotta give a shout out to? Ant Man. Oh Surprisingly yeah, good, good yeah. visual effects yeah. and a lot of shrinking and growing. And Captain America Civil War. The yeah, airport scene yeah. was like 99% CG. Yeah, yeah. It was. That's some good shit. Good it, th- shit yeah. Those are some shots where you're like, how did they do, how did they <laughs> do that? <laughs> some of that, some of those yeah, shots, yeah, you know, yeah. like with a fully CG Spider-Man. Yeah. And I couldn't mo- tell at first. At first. There yeah. are moments now you look at it and you're like, that's definitely CG. Yep. But the first yep. time, you, you know what I mean? The first time you saw it, you're like, man, they really got, they really he got is, him flying around like, in he there. He looks really smooth. It's just He's like it's, super smooth. It's impressive that that is in a scene with... Iron Man, Vision, yeah, Black Panther, yeah. Captain America, you know, that's that that was that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. I really it's kind of a and it is a hard question to answer because we've had so many different sizes of, of CG in these movies. Mm-hmm. Right, right, um, right. If I were to pick a really big CG action sequence, I think for me, actually, the first Avengers where they're fighting the Chitauri in New York. Yeah, that's all the good. different elements. Like there's yeah. a, if you go online and you look at uh, anatomy of a scene, 
or type in Anatomy of a Scene, The Avengers. There's an ILM featurette that shows you how they break down just a piece of that New York fight. Yeah, nuts. It's so insanely Massive. impressive. It yeah. mostly focuses on that on that entire one shot of going from character to character that to rotates. character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going to all the different characters. It's really impressive to see how they how they put all that stuff together. Yeah. Filming a lot of these actors on separate plates. A lot of it is CG. Doing, um, you know, virtual camera passes yeah. through cities and stuff. Yeah. So, in terms of like sort of the technical aspect, I, I like that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. going into it, I know it's CG. Right. I know a lot of it's right. CG, and I know it has p- practical elements placed into it. Mm-hmm. But the fact when you do a really big sequence like that, a yeah. really long sequence, and it all works really, really it's well, impressive, dude. It's really impressive. Yeah. And I mean, like that when we worked on that movie, that was one of the longest shots that took yeah. to finish. Yeah. Because it's massive. Yeah. yeah. That There's one was so there many, from the beginning of the show. It's to thousands the end. of frames. Yeah. It's thousands yeah. of frames yeah. long. Um, obviously, yeah. Like when you're talking about movies that use. Uh, a nice blend of practical and CG for me. The first Iron Man, for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The first Iron Man. I think it does a beautiful job. Uh, and I think John Favreau talks about the commentary, the Mark II. They did a version of the suit up sequence in the house, in the garage, where they had a practical suit, and then they put, they made a digital version to see over if they it, could match yeah. it mm-hmm. over the Stan Winston thing. It's that and silver it's, suit again, and it's almost, yeah. and it's yeah, more or less looks exactly like you could not tell Very which impressive. is which. Yeah. So to me, yeah, the first Iron Man movie. I, I think Iron Man's. Visual effects for the suit has kind of diminished a bit. A little bit. Uh, throughout little the bit. movies. I think There's a little bit of sliding now. I think in Civil War, it's honestly probably my least favorite. Yeah. Especially when he's talking to Spider-Man and he doesn't have the helmet on. Yeah. You can totally tell that it's CG. There's too much room here. Yeah, not only that, color. like the shading. It's the yeah. same kind of thing we talked about with Cyborg in mm-hmm. the Just League trailer. Mm-hmm. When you have two elements, a practical element and, and a CG element, and the shading is not correct, mm-hmm. where the black levels don't match and like the highlights right. don't match, kills it's you. also it kills the, the, the lip motion was just a little bit off mm-hmm. just a few frames yeah off, and but. it's all about tracking and how yeah, things move yeah. or what what sort of mechanical motions they add to something that didn't happen on mm-hmm, set mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff but so it's for me it would have to be like that big scene in avengers captain america the winter soldier is mm-hmm. great because of how it also does that Blends where they utilize yeah. cg and real stuff the first iron man and I, like nolan's dark knight trilogy for the most part when he uses cg you know it's CG, but it's done in such a well. Mm-hmm. It's done so well yeah. that you can't really critique for how good or bad it is because you, it I has wanna, real yeah. quality. I want to give a shout out to to totally different style, but the incredibly stylistic three hundred by Zack yeah. Snyder. Oh yeah, like we, that's a whole that separate movie. game of CG. Mm-hmm. But like the way that they use visual effects in yeah. that film, yeah. carry it over to Watchmen as well. Yeah. Watchmen hyper realistic, not going for realism, mm-hmm. but. Doctor Manhattan in that movie, right. the the Looked effects yep. with yep. with Night Owl and Silk Spectre fighting and the, the yeah. bone crunching and like you know, I love that style for that movie yeah. for that story that alternate reality Actually, and so. But again, like totally different style. Super not that Marvel movies or other superhero movies are like going for realism per se. Right. It's all exaggerated and hyper realistic. Yeah. But the Watchmen style of like. You know, just like visual kind of yeah. realism. I also, yeah. if, if, in that case, I will definitely point out also Sin City. Sin City, man. Shot, oh, come. Shot completely yeah. on green screen. Sin City yes. 1. Shot, yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Shot all yeah. on green screen. I haven't seen the Very second little, one. Did you guys see the second one? Yet? I have it, but I haven't seen it. It's, it's, it's not good. Yeah. I gotta check it out. No. But, but yeah, yeah that, that was actually very, very impressive because again, very stylized, just like 300 yeah. and just like yeah. Watchmen, uh, in a in a really radical way, and it was all completely shot on green screen mm-hmm. using like I think at one point they have like a um, like a walking platform that they can mm-hmm. turn mm-hmm. with. That's it's, cool. If yeah. you have the Sin City uh, or if you don't have I the Sin City Blu-ray DVD. 
there are some really good behind the scenes. They came yeah. out with a box set, a little box set of the two movies, mm -hmm. and the second one even in 3D. That's what I have. That I need to watch. Can you let me borrow it? Because yeah. I want to watch that movie yeah. to be like, would I buy that box set or yeah. would I just want the first one? Yeah. If you're but really, I would own if the first really curious, one for sure. If you're really interested in like behind the scenes stuff mm -hmm. and like making of, Robert Rodriguez, most of his movies, El Mariachi, Desperado, yeah. all those, There's good, he has yeah, really, good really good yeah. special features on how the, how he makes the movies and how he does some of the practical effects, like yeah. how the scene where Johnny Depp doesn't have an eye in Once mm -hmm. Upon a Time in Mexico, mm -hmm. like it's it's really good. I, I just watched, I just finished watching all the special features for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, mm -hmm. which made me appreciate the movie more. And then then I saw all the stuff for Wonder Woman, mm -hmm. and I was bummed there wasn't a Patty Jenkins commentary on oh, Wonder there's Woman. Not? There's not. Oh wow! But they still have a lot of great making of and 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 some great retrospectives about the yeah. the importance of Wonder Woman. Yeah, that it made me like appreciate the um just the thrust and everything behind Wonder Woman. More. Yeah, does that make yeah. sense? I already love the movie for Guardians. All the special features made me love the movie more because yeah. I was like, oh shit, yeah, they cool. What cool details and thematics and you know all the themes and everything that they're working with. And James Gunn, hearing him talk about it, it's great. Hearing Patty Jenkins in interviews talk about Wonder Woman is amazing. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. then to hear everybody talk about the importance of this character mm -hmm, mm -hmm. made me love that whole aspect of it. Why do you guys think more. I love Lord of the Rings so much? Because Behind they the came scenes, out with baby, the extra, the best extra bonus special footage. features. Every movie has another Every movie has another two movies of behind the scenes Buy that $300 box set? No, because it's Five hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, and no three D. And no three D. Jesus. Uh, so no, I ended I have... up buying that set that you told me about. That was like twenty six bucks. All the extended footage. Oh, right. And oh. all the bonus footage. And then I had to buy the original trilogy with the non extended footage mm -hmm. because apparently they don't sell all of those put together. I have Lord of the Rings, little skinny Blu Ray mm -hmm. of like all three movies theatrical. Yeah. Some special feature that like that. Mm -hmm. And then I have each of the Hobbits in their three D. Ah, okay. Theatrical okay. cut, not extended, but not extended, you know. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's what I got. Yeah. Nice. Well, speaking of Wonder Woman, you brought up Wonder Woman. Yes. I think it's time to reveal how you can get your little mitts and paws oh, on a copy of Wonder you Woman. Stuck around, so you if might you win stuck a around, DVD. you might have a chance of of, uh, of getting DVD. a copy. Did I just say DVD? You did. Yes, you might you win did. a VHS. You might win a VHS. <laughs> you might win a VHS. <laughs> Videotape. Fuck it, I'll throw in a beta. Why not? Tape. Um. But so the question that we want to ask you guys is. What is something that you're looking forward to in Wonder Woman 2 or something that you would like to see in Wonder Woman 2? Ooh. Be it a character, um, maybe something part of Wonder Woman's arsenal, a story element. A villain. A villain. Do you want to see a certain yeah, a certain character come back? Yeah. Do you want to see Wonder Woman do a certain thing? Mm -hmm. A storyline from the comics? What a, whatever. The limits write, write it down are the endless. Yes. Let us know in the comments below, and then we'll at random pick one person, and you will get yourself a nice, lovely copy of Wonder Woman on Blu-ray. There we go. U.S. only. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. Continental, or are you US shipping only. to Alaska and no, Hawaii? Wait, what if you choose a great comment and they realize that they're like out of the country? I'm gonna ask you. Oh, <laughs> okay. Because if I have okay. to ship this thing, well, okay, I'll do this. If you're international, I'll give you a digital copy. How about that? Oh, you have a digital copy. I do. Yeah, man. I do. Oh, there you so go. So everyone cups. wins. Yay! Digicop. 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 And hopefully that digital copy will be available in your territory. <laughs> I hope so too. Otherwise, this is going to be a real clusterfuck. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out though. I don't, we'll know. I don't know how out. iTunes works. Um, um, also, make sure you guys system. leave us a comments below. Uh, leave us comments below on everything that we talked about in today's episode. How do you feel about Danny Elfman using John Williams' mm -hmm. classic Superman theme in Justice League? Uh, how do you feel about Venom? You? Oh, God. How do you feel about Venom? How do you feel about the gifted six minutes we watched? Yeah, it was fun. 
It's fun. I'm curious to see what, what people say about it. Whether yeah. they agree that maybe it was eh, a little too long. How do you feel about ice and beers? Because I'm not Please a let us know how you feel about ice oh, and beers because we're about to go get real ones because oh. this was bullshit. Uh, I'm already gagging thinking about that. <laughs> also, guys, don't forget, garbage. Saturday, 6 p.m., live script reading, Roger Corbin's Fantastic Four, part of our Hyperdrive, Volume 5, starting at noon, twitch.tv slash hyperrpg. Thank you guys so much for joining us here today. Make sure, as the internet says, smash that like button. Share us all over the interwebs. Let's get at least 200 likes on this one, you guys. Oh, shit. That'd be dope. At least 200. At least. Okay. At the very least. Hector, where can everybody find you? You can find me on the internet at Hector is Funny and look out for new episodes of the Nickelodeon Animation Podcast coming out every Friday. You know what? dope. You know what came out today? It's one of my favorite podcasts. You know what came out today? What episode came out earlier today? John DiMaggio. It already came out. The voice of Bender. No, this comes out on Friday. This the thing we're filming oh, right that's now. That's right because yes. So I'm saying to right. the internet, you know what came out earlier today, Friday morning? <laughs> the voice I'm of so Bender, confused. the voice of Jake the Dog from Adventure Time. Uh-huh. Uh, you know that guy's incredible. And then you'll be on pencils and parts. He's also tonight. he's also True. the Irish uh, guy in the Scotsman. Uh, the Scotsman, there bro. You want to you want to hear a little tease? The Scot he plays a Scotsman on Samurai Jack. Uh-huh. I asked him, I'm like, what was your favorite insult? That the Scotsman threw out to Jack, oh, no and he way. was like, he was like, honestly, man, he goes, I can't remember if I if I had it in front of me, and I was like, here you go, and I had it printed out, I had it printed out, and he was like, oh, you're good, and I said, yeah, uh-huh. I did my research, and then uh-huh. he went, you lily livered bergen haggis wedding, and went into it, and like it the was really really long when he did, dude, oh, it was god. amazing, oh it my was god, fantastic. So yeah, honestly, Hector, I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's one of my favorites, dude. You're the best, man. Good job. I love good you job. guys. Uh, you can find me at L underscore Santo Taco. I don't do podcasts, but I do this, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> strong one. That's a strong one with yeah. you. Uh, just find me at Adam Havoc on all socials. Thank you guys so much for watching, and uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Peace.